Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Tuesday, July the 14th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you all staying safe and staying as sweaty as I am right now. If you're watching me on YouTube, welcome. The reason I'm so sweaty is I just got done watching Cops. I'm kidding. Um, I actually just got done with a terrible uh, lower body uh, AMRAP, so I am uh, still dripping uh, body butter here through my shirt and my pants. Uh, It's basically like sitting in a wet diaper, but I want to get this podcast out because I have a a busy day of shooting content tomorrow for an upcoming program that we will share with all of you, and we are redoing a bunch of parts of our 47-day transformation, adding some some gnarly workouts into there and doing a handful of other things. But this came by request for about the 800th time, and I feel like I've done a podcast on this already, but apparently uh, I haven't. So here is where we are at. But before I jump into that, today's podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. It is the one supplement to take every single day, and I never miss it, especially now when keeping your immune system running on high is your best defense against anything and everything coming your way. If you guys struggle to eat vegetables every day, or at least as many as you're supposed to, which let's be completely honest, nobody listening right now is eating five servings of greens every single day, 365, with fruits on top of that. If you are, message me. I'll send you a free t-shirt, but I think you're full of shit. So... If you're like me and every other normal human out there who really can't stomach that many veggies a day, pick yourself up some Athletic Greens. Again, I'll shoot you guys a link for 20 free travel packs. And if you're really on the fence about it, I'll have Monica ship one right to your front door so you can try it and then get on the train with me. And again, you guys, the best tasting greens out there. Is it a milkshake? No, it's greens. But it's the best option for you to kind of cover the bases and what you miss with food, especially with your traveling. And let's say like the world gets back to normal, we can do real shit. Like if I fly back to like Minneapolis and I meet my best friend and I haven't ate all day and you know, we go out to dinner and I get, you know, a steak and I drink a couple of McGoldens, I'm probably not going to eat five servings of greens. So I'll throw some athletic greens in there. Boom. And I can, you know, have a bunch of beers and go about my day. And at least knowing I got some micronutrients in there. It's perfect for those things, and it's perfect for everyday use. As soon as I get home here, I'm going to crush some blueberries, which I've been addicted to lately, and I'm going to take two packs of Athletic Greens, because why? Because I like being healthy. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. I'll shoot you the link for the 20 free travel packs, and we can all be healthy and happy together. So on to today's podcast episode, which is requested by hundreds of you guys We're talking creatine 101, and I've talked about creatine before. Uh, I've probably taken it in some form for the last 20 years, give or take, on and off, of course. Uh, I'm going to play off of my own personal experience, what I've talked about with my fitness homies. Uh, There's a great piece on Healthline by uh, Rudy Maurer uh, back in 2018. He put the kind of snippets together, you know, kind of like a creatine 101. So I'm going to run down that stuff, you know, you know, creatine, what is it? What does it do? How does it work? Uh, you know, what are the types? What are the side effects? Any other benefits and things like that? So, the first thing uh, before we even dive in, I know a lot of people have messaged me. Typically, it's parents uh, with kids, and maybe their uh, high school coach or their college coach wants them to take creatine or suggest, suggested it as a supplement, or they talked about, you know, it with a local bro at your, you know, supplement store. And they'll say, well, Jeremy, you know, is creatine steroids, just so we're clear here, it is not that. Um, 
anabolic steroids, androgens, and things are illegal in the United States. I think we're the only country where it is illegal. I don't quote me on that, but I, I, we got to be one of them if we're not. Like, you can go to Mexico, and you can buy a shit ton of steroids, like at a CVS, which... It's crazy, you know, what we legalize and don't legalize uh, in, in America. And that's a whole different podcast, I guess, altogether. But um, creatine is not that. Uh, it's not going to have the same effects. It is not going to have the same positive or negative effects, I guess I should put it that way. So uh, if you're worried about your, your kid taking creatine, this is a great podcast for you to listen to. And just know it is not um, anabolic steroids. It does not affect them. Either way, both positively or negatively, the way that, you know, uh, any kind of androgens uh, would. So with that said, creatine is probably one of the top supplements for in- improving performance in the gym. Uh, depending on how you qualify a supplement, it's got to be, you know, top probably three, in my opinion. And again, it's not for everybody, but coffee is not for everybody either, you know, so take it you know, with a grain of salt when I say these things. There are studies that have shown that taking creatine can increase muscle mass, strength, and obviously exercise performance. Additionally, there is also a number of other health benefits where it can protect against, I think, some neurological diseases. There's literature each way. A lot of these things have been done, obviously, in animals. So take that when I'm saying this. And again, I can provide a link uh, here to you guys if you want to dig, you know, super deep down the rabbit hole, but uh, I can only rattle off so much stuff here today. So some people believe that creatine is unsafe and it has, you know, all these crazy side effects, you know, side effects, excuse me, but that's not really supported by evidence. So I haven't been able to find anything that said, you know, hey, take creatine uh, and you're going to drop dead. I believe the average American diet is far worse than supplementing with creatine. I'll say it again. I believe the average American diet is far worse than somebody supplementing with creatine. And, you know, I'm going to dive in here, you know, deep about exactly, you know, what creatine is. And then you guys can obviously make the call yourselves. And you can always reach out to me. We have a free supplement guide we send out. Most of it's health-based. But if you want to talk performance stuff, I'm happy to go that route as well. But when I say something with a creatine is healthier than a lot of the stuff Americans are eating, because I believe it's true... People will harp on me, like if you're watching on YouTube right now, obviously I have this cold brew coffee that I always drink, and this is actually a, I just got done working out, this is actually a a Gatorade Zero, this is fruit punch flavor, which honestly, it tastes just like the fruit punch I remember as a kid, and I loved Gatorade as a kid, but I drank the sugary stuff, a Zero version didn't exist until probably a year ago. What I'm driving at is people will harp on me when they watch these videos on YouTube, and they'll say, well Jeremy, you're drinking, you know, a Gatorade Zero, it has you know, a uh, fake sweetener in it, or it has like a fake coloring in it. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. I go, but I drink about two gallons of water a day. So if me drinking this 20 ounce Gatorade Zero that has no sugar, but also provides my body with electrolytes and it tastes good, hydrates me and keeps me from, you know, pounding, you know, the whiskey behind me or, or grabbing a couple of beers out of the fridge or eating a bunch of shit, so be it. I'm a normal human. I'm not going to do everything perfect all the time. And I don't think, you know, these things in moderation are going to crush me or make a difference in my overall health. But yet people will vilify certain things. That's the point of me saying that is people will vilify me for drinking a, you know, 
a Gatorade Zero with a little bit of fake coloring in it, which the base of this is mostly water anyway, yet they're the same people out crushing margaritas and eating two bags of chips at their local restaurant. Or they're at home having mixed drinks and eating cereal and doing all this other crazy shit. So you have to take things with a grain of salt and look at the risk reward of everything you're doing and look at as a cumulative of your entire diet. So that's why I'm not ever going to vilify something like a creatine, especially when you start to know more about it. So creatine is a substance that's found obviously naturally in your muscle cells. I'm going to repeat that for you guys. Creatine is a substance that is already found naturally in your muscle cells. It helps your muscles produce energy during high-intensity exercise and also heavy lifting. Taking creatine as a supplement is popular with athletes, uh, bodybuilders, and obviously the goal for them typically is to gain muscle mass, uh, enhance strength, and improve the exercise performance. So it would be a performance-enhancing supplement, not you know, quote-unquote, a drug. It is not illegal. You can buy it anywhere. Amazon will ship it to right to your front door. If you guys want specific brands that I like or have used, you can message me. I'm happy to share them with you. I'm not going to mention them on the podcast because they're not paying me anything. But I'm happy to share them with you guys. I'll send you the links, um, and you can check them out and make the calls for yourselves. So chemically speaking, uh, creatine shares similarities with amino acids. Your body... You know, obviously you can produce it from amino acids uh, like the glycine and uh, the arginine, but there's several factors that affect your body's, you know, creatine stores, if you will, including obviously your meat intake, your exercise, and the amount of muscle mass and the level of your hormones like your testosterone and also like the IGF-1, I believe as well, are what's going to play a role in that. So about 95% of your body's creatine is stored in the muscles in the form of like that what is that, phosphocreatine, I believe, and the other 5% is found in the brains, the kidney, and the liver. So most of it is going to be stored in your muscles, so think of it that way. Um, And obviously when you supplement it, you're going to increase the stores, and this is a form of stored energy in the cells as it helps your body produce more of the high-energy molecule called ATP, which if you guys have listened to the podcast, you've heard me talk about ATP before, and simple, stupid ATP is often called like the body's energy currency. And when you move more ATP, your body can perform better during exercise. So creatine also alters several cellular processes that lead to increased muscle mass strength and recovery. So again, the takeaway, creatine is a substance that's already found naturally in your body, particularly in your muscle cells. And it is commonly taken as a supplement. So a lot of people are taking it. I don't know. I don't have a list. I guess I could have done the research. Like what's the the most highly bought supplement out there in terms of like performance type things? I would have to imagine whether it be creatine or BCAAs or something have to be right at the top there. I think things like vitamins, obviously, like in athletic greens and things like that are probably, you know, the very, very top of the list. But in terms of the performance stuff, probably pre-workouts, I guess might outsell it but I think a lot of people and there's creatine in a lot of stuff some of the pre's even obviously throw it in there so how does it work is what we're talking about so creatine can obviously improve your athletic performance and some people even believe your health in several ways in high intensity exercise like your metcons or uh, the hit stuff you guys are doing the things where you're really kind of punching it uh, the primary role is to increase like that 
as phosphocreatine stores in the muscles. So the additional stores can then be used to produce more ATP, which is a key in, I guess, put it this way. When you're taking a creatine, right? So if you take it in the body, if it allows the stores to produce more ATP, that is going to be a key for you in heavy lifting and the high intensity exercise. So I guess performance wise, that would be the one benefit. And if you're talking about, you know, how it can help gain muscle, I guess these would be kind of the following ways. Like one, if it allows you to boost, you know, your workload. So it enables you more total work or volume in a single training session, which is obviously a key for a lot of you guys in terms of like long-term growth. So it maybe lets you do a little bit more work a little bit longer before you fatigue out. You can push out a couple extra reps. Now, there's a million factors that play into this, and I don't want to make it sound like you're going to take it and it's this miracle thing, and all of a sudden you're going to go from benching 200 pounds to 400 pounds. It's not that. And always it's going to be your lifestyle and whole food is the key. So if you're eating like shit and you go buy creatine, I don't think it makes really any difference. If you're already doing everything else right and then you take a creatine and it gives you like a you know, one, two, three, four percent boost in something, that's a pretty big factor for a lot of people who have already made a lot of progress for people who are just starting on their journey. Again, it's like, think of it as investing your money. And we, we get so wrapped up and oh, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to be 50% better. That's insanity. Uh, you have to do a lot of a lot of illegal drugs probably for that and, and do them uh, for an extended period of time for, for something that drastic to happen. But if you invested your money and so one guy said, hey, I can get you 4% on your money over the course of your retirement, you'd be like, okay, well, it's, it is what it is. Now, if some guy comes to you and says, I can get you 8% on your money, you're like, holy shit, that's double. But that 4% increase is a game changer. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, So even if you already could cap out and someone said, hey, we're going to give you a a 90% raise at your job, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's awesome, badass. And if somebody said we give you a 94% raise, that 4% doesn't sound like a lot, you know, the 90 compared to 94, but over the course of two years, it starts to add up in three years and four years and so on. So to me, supplements are only good for a supplement to what you're already doing. So if you're already doing sucks, supplementing something else on top of it doesn't make a huge difference. But if you're already putting the pieces into play and you can get a supplement to take you to the next level from JV to varsity, from varsity to college, from college to the pros, I think that's great. Now, not literally from college to the pros, but you guys know where I'm going with that. If it can give you the next level in your training, wherever that genetically is for you, I think that's a game changer. Also, uh, creatine can improve like cell signaling. So if you can increase kind of like that satellite cell signaling, which can aid the muscles to repair um, and also can help with new muscle growth, if creatine plays a role in that, I think it's ideal. If it can raise, uh, you know, maybe anabolic hormones. So there's studies that note a rise in hormones such as IGF-1 after taking creatine can happen. I think that's badass. Increased cell hydration. Now this is probably the big one where it can lift the water content within your muscle cells, which causes the cell to volumize and affecting 
the role that it may play in your muscle growth. And that's why when people say, well, I take creatine, I become bloated. I don't know, I don't have all the information on that. How I understand it, when you take creatine, it's going to fill the intercell, cellular muscles. So like it's going to fill those cells up with fluid. And again, the more fluid I believe like in the muscle around it, the more protected it's gonna be, uh, the stronger it, it can possibly be, and the fuller it's going to look. It's kind of like if you've ever competed before, you're like on a low carb diet, and then you go eat, uh, you know, like a higher sodium, higher sugar uh, meal, right? So like, let's say I'm eat on a low carb, this happens for me every week, honestly. Let's say I'm like on a lower carb diet, you know, high protein, high fat, which typically I am. And uh, let's say I go to, you know, In-N-Out Burger, get some burgers, some fries, and I have a couple cinnamon rolls. Probably even that night, I can look at my legs and my arms, and it's just so vascular. It's crazy. Or the next day when I come here and I start drinking water, it's pumping those the fluid up but my body is the, the glycogen is full and I have this fuller more like jacked look where the veins are there and I'm just full of everything you know I'm not seeing creatine is that drastic but if it can hold more water inside the cells and as you start to lift and train it gives you that kind of uh, that fuller look inside the muscle not like a, a bloated uh, you know hungover uh, from you know chimichangas and beer look I think that's probably ideal so again Creatine can help you gain muscle by keeping the water content within your muscle cells, which can help them volumize. Uh, it's also been shown to reduce protein breakdown, which may increase the total muscle mass by reducing, obviously, muscle breakdown, which is ideal. So, in short, creatine gives your muscles more energy and leads to a change in cell function that can help kind of increase uh, that muscle growth, which is pretty badass. So, if we're talking, you know, effects on muscle, creatine has been shown to be effective in both short-term and long-term muscle growth. Now, again, you have to be doing everything else right here. You can't just take creatine and send your ass. You have to actually train, like be in a legit program. You have to be pushing yourself. You have to be eating enough protein every single day, the building blocks of muscles and getting essential fats and using carbohydrates to your advantage and getting quality sleep. And I could go down the list for 800 more reasons. So again, creatine can be effective in short-term and long-term muscle growth, but only if you're doing everything else right. I can't say that, you know, too many times on this podcast. So creatine, if we're talking about it on a deep level, if we want to go studies here, some of the ones I see in front of me, one 14-week study in older adults determined that adding creatine to weight training in a program significantly increased the leg strength and their muscle mass. There was also a 12-week study in weightlifters where creatine increased muscle fiber growth two to three times more than training alone. The increase in total body mass also doubled alongside one rep max for bench press and common strength exercises. A large review of the most popular supplements selected creatine as the single most beneficial supplement for adding muscle mass. So again, obviously there are studies out here, and again, I can share this with you guys directly, but the takeaway is supplementing with creatine can result in increased muscle mass. And this applies to both, you know, the untrained individuals and people who have already made progress. So your novice level people, and obviously people who have been training for a decent amount of time. So the effects on strength and exercise performance. So obviously creatine has been shown to improve strength, performance, uh, and power in high intensity exercise. So in one review, adding creatine to a training program increased strength by 8% uh, for weightlifting and performance by 14% and bench press 
of a one rep max um, by up to 40% compared to training alone. That seems drastically high and crazy, but I'm just going on a list here of the studies. So again, I'm a fan of it. And again, you guys are eating it already. Like when you eat meat, you're getting creatine in the body. I just don't think for a lot of you, it's enough to, uh, to make a huge significant uh, impact unless you're eating a shit ton of meat every single day. If you're on like kind of a carnivore diet and you're crushing red meat, then I think you probably consume it. I'm not sure. I don't have the breakdown in terms of meat, like what's in, in front of me, but uh, most of you aren't probably going to eat enough meat for it to, you know, supplement and make a big difference. But obviously in well-trained strength athletes, 28 days of supplementing increased bike sprinting performance by 15% and their bench press by 6%. Now, the more advanced you are, the less the impact it's probably going to have. And I don't mean that negatively, but for you guys who are at the novice level, like, yes, it's going to have a bigger output because you haven't been training as long. You haven't made as much gains anyway. And so some of those are going to be beginner gains you have anyway. And some of them, you know, creatine is obviously going to play a role in it. But obviously, you know, creatine can help maintain strength and performance while increasing muscle mass during, you know, this intense uh, training protocols that people go through. So obviously, People see noticeable improvements um, when taking creatine in the body by having this increased capacity to produce ATP, which we talked about earlier. So normally, again, I don't want to get too down the rabbit hole here, but normally like ATP becomes depleted after 8 to 10 seconds of high intensity activity. Um but because creatine supplements help you produce more ATP, you can maintain that optimal level for performance maybe a few seconds longer. And to, to make that applicable to everybody listening here, it's like when you ride the assault bike, I'm talking max effort shit, ATP is probably wiped in 10 seconds or less for some people. So maybe it's like six seconds. So what I'm saying is your maximal output. You're like, well, Jeremy, I ride the bike hard for a minute. I'm like, well, I'm not saying you don't ride it hard for a minute, but your max effort is only probably six to 10 seconds at the most. And maybe creatine can help you squeeze out a, a few seconds more. So what I mean is if it's six, seven seconds, um, you might go eight, nine, 10 seconds or something from there. It might just give you a little extra boost. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's crazy. Like if you watch like Usain Bolt sprint, they say in that in the 100, which takes him, what is it, nine seconds and some change, so less than 10 seconds of work, he's already decelerating in that time frame, as crazy as that sounds. So he starts, he gets the maximal speed, and he's already decelerating from there. So ATP is like that short burst of, of energy that what you have, it's at that one sprint. And again, people say, well, Jeremy, I sprint for an hour. I'm like, no, you don't. And even if you did, you probably did like five sprints in the hour because it, it takes so long to recover from that max output for you guys. So if supplementing your creatine can help you maintain that performance for even one or two seconds longer, for you guys who are really trying to train and doing high intensity stuff, that can be a game changer across the board, especially if you're talking about sport um, and playing in a game, for example. So the summary, obviously, creatine is one of the best supplements for improving strength in high intensity exercise performance. And that obviously works by increasing your capacity to produce a little bit more ATP for you guys. Now, here's some of the things as I was getting this podcast together that I didn't really know. Um, it shows here, just like your muscles, you know, your brain can store that, you know, phosphocreatine um, and requires plenty of ATP for optimal function. So obviously your brain needs it as well. That's why I say what you eat 
is so important, not just for how you look, which it's great. I know we all want to look like rock stars because our bodies are a business card, but your brain, how your brain works, how you think, like in, I don't know what would be worse, having a body that just completely went to shit and all that worked was your brain or having your brain go to mush and all that worked was your body. But I guess if your brain doesn't work, your body doesn't work for shit either. Or just, you know, having your memory go, having, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that, like that would be, that would suck, man. And I, I've always said this, like, I feel like I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky to to live this life and, and do what I do, even though, you know, the current season we're all in kind of, you know, sucks balls. But uh, I have a body that's, you know, pretty efficient and I, I take care of it the best I can. It's it's given me a lot. It's allowed me to live a, a life that a lot of other people can't live. And, and I know I'm able to do a lot of things other people can't do. But I'm also very thankful for my brain, even though I, I'd have a hard time passing an eighth grade math test. There's a lot of things about the way my brain works and I'm, I'm very happy about the way I can see things and speak to people and have empathy and talk to them and speak to them and relay information and and learn. It's a, it's a gift. And so it's been shown that, you know, creatine can even help your brain, which is pretty badass. So it's not just about the being buff. It's about your brains too. So it's some of the studies out there are saying supplementing may improve some of the following conditions. Now, I don't have all the beta on this. I can send you guys what I'm obviously reading from, but they're listing things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Huntington's, uh, epilepsy, brain and spinal cord injuries, and things like that. And so obviously, despite you know, the potential benefits of creatine in treating uh, you know, some of these neurological diseases, most of the research has been performed in animals. So again, I don't think it's a miracle thing, but uh, I do think it can help you with, you know, looking a little bit more jacked and athletic performance it can if, if it can help your brain function even like half a percent better i don't see why not adding it into your life so obviously you know human research suggests that creatine can also aid in older adults vegetarians and, and those who may be at risk for like i mentioned before the neurological diseases because uh, vegetarians typically tend to have uh, lower creatine stores because newsflash they don't eat meat which is the main natural dietary source. That's why I'm saying if you guys eat a ton of meat or any meat at all, you're getting creatine in the body. I just don't think a lot of you guys are probably eating enough meat to have it be a huge impact. But again, some of you are. If you're eating a couple pounds of flesh a day, I think you might be getting a decent amount up in there. But in one study in vegetarians, it showed that supplementing caused like a 50% improvement in like a memory test. And uh, they have like an intelligence one here in the list as well. So, again, I don't know if it's going to make you any smarter, but I can tell you this from, from personal experience, um, taking it, I do feel a little bit of a strength boost and I do feel like uh, you get a little bit of a fuller look in terms of when you when you do get pumped up, when you have a little bit of water and a sodium and you know, you got some stuff flowing around your body. Obviously, if you're eating like a complete, you know, idiot and you're flat, I don't think that's going to happen. But for the most part, I do think it can help. And if you're talking like any other health benefits, um, there's research that indicates that creatine may lower blood sugar levels and it may improve muscle function and the quality of life in older adults. And it may help treat non, you know, alcoholic fatty liver disease. So those are some potential benefits there for you guys. Now, if you're talking about what types of supplements, the most common and well-researched is a form called creatine monohydrate. 
I'll say it again, probably the most common, the one that you guys are probably going to be taking and supplementing with is just a creatine monohydrate. Now, many other forms are available, some of which are promoted as superior, although evidence to this effect is lacking, and I'll dive into that in a second. So all of you listening, creatine monohydrate is very cheap. Creatine monohydrate is extremely cheap and is supported by hundreds and hundreds of studies. And so until a bunch of new research and claims come out saying otherwise, it seems to be the best option. So again, you guys, the best form of creatine for you guys to take or buy or that you'll see is just the basic creatine monohydrate, which has been studied for decades and decades now. So there's a couple of people that I've worked with in terms of creatine. I'm trying to look behind me here if you're watching on YouTube. What do we got here? Got some, there's athletic greens here. There's some buffalo trace whiskey here. There's some D3 and there's some creatine down here too. We got everything in here. Depends on depends on what kind of supplements you're trying to get into. Everything has a purpose. But uh, yeah, creatine monohydrate, you guys, is fine. There are going to be a couple different brands that I think make better like a higher quality, if you want to call it like almost kind of like a like a pharmaceutical type grade uh, brand. There's but again, people try to do so much bullshit with creatine. It's really hard to, to mess it up, in in my opinion. It's kind of like like vitamin D. It's just vitamin D. Like you don't have to do anything else super sexy to it. Or you know, if you're gonna take vitamin C, it's just vitamin C. You don't got to do a bunch of other shit to it. It's like with creatine. It's like somebody, every every brand, like, or the bro brands, right? Like the, the ones that are selling to the, the bodybuilding crowd and the young kids who all want to look like the guys who are uh, juiced up and they'll sell them this, oh, this creatine is so much better than this one because it gives you 900% more of this. In my opinion, most of that's just, it's smoke and mirrors. It's horse shit. Um, your standard, clean, basic creatine monohydrate sold from a reputable company who really gives a shit about you um, at a very cheap price is probably the best way to go. And again, it's dirt cheap. It's just like vitamin D is dirt cheap. Just like zinc is dirt cheap. Uh, all things that are awesome for you, by the way, that are very, very affordable. So with that, the dosage, how much should you take? Well, a lot of people start off with like a loading phase. Um, it's debatable whether you need to do that. Which again, it leads to like a rapid increase in uh, the muscle stores of creatine. So a lot of times when you guys do buy a creatine, and I've seen this for years, you know, to load creatine, you'll take let's say like 20 grams, which most of you guys is probably like four scoops. Typically they come in like a five gram scoop. That's what's the most common in terms of what I've seen. Now again, I don't work for a supplement company directly. I have had sponsorships and partnerships in the past. In fact, probably over half of my fitness career, I've been, you know, on the, on a payroll of a supplement company. I have not for the last probably four, at least four or five years here. Um, and again, I, I'll even that even like when I'm on a payroll for a supplement company, I wrote a, a blog called. Um, how did I do that? I made a supplement pyramid, and I basically excluded like 90% of supplements. So I'm like, most of these are horseshit. I don't know if they appreciated that at all. Hence, I don't work for, for them anymore. That's not that's not the reason we really parted ways. But um, I just don't believe in a lot of things. And not that I don't believe in them. I just don't think they're necessary. I really don't. I think a lot of people are, are putting a lot of other bullshit in their body, and it's not needed. When someone's like, what do you do for pre-workout? I'm like, it's cold brew. It's coffee. I think it's the best pre-workout in the world. Are there other things out there? For sure. But 
you can invest in them. I'm not saying they don't work, but you don't have to. So I guess that's my point. Like you can get a lot done with real food, but you can't get everything done with real food. And so I'm the first person to admit that. It's already 2.30 here. I'm only going to eat once today. There's no way I'm going to eat five servings of fruits and five servings of veggies in that one meal with enough protein and enough healthy fats. It's just not possible. And if I was to eat three, four times a day, that's the only way I could do it. But I would be so sick. I'd be so bloated. I'd have so much digestive stress. I would feel lethargic. And uh, it just wouldn't be fun for me to live my life that way. So I do think supplements do play a key role. So... With that said, to, to load creatine, a lot of times they'll say take 20 grams, which is like four scoops for, I don't know, two, three, four, maybe even five days. Some of the, the brands might say like seven. I don't really think that's probably necessary. Um, and I think sometimes they say that because obviously once the muscles are saturated, then it's when you feel the benefits of it. And that's where they're doing it. They're not doing it just to sell you more product. Some of them are that have these extended periods of time, like take 20 grams for 10 days in a row. I think that's horseshit. That's probably just to sell you initially a little bit more product. But there is like a, a loading or a saturation phase with creatine. Now, even if you don't do it, I think the body is still going to become saturated. I think it just takes longer. Somebody can correct me if I'm completely wrong on that, but I don't see how that wouldn't be the case anyway. So if you want to load that first kind of 20 grams for the first couple of days, I think it's fine. And I think those should be split into like four, five gram servings throughout the day. So like in the morning, you know, kind of midday, late afternoon, and then evening is, is kind of how you would space them out. And again, the key is is absorption to get the body saturated with creatine in the system. So you're going to start reaping the benefits. And obviously... The absorption can be slightly improved with a carb and kind of protein-based meal due to the related release of insulin. So you're getting it kind of funneled into the system. And so when I say saturated, you're trying to, you're trying to soak your body with that creatine disbursement like throughout the days. And so obviously if you choose not to do the loading phase, you can simply just take in three to five grams per day. And however, that might take you a couple more weeks to maximize, you know, the results and maximize the stores in the body. So if you wanted to have it done quicker, you could do that loading phase for the first, let's say three to five days. And then after, if you want to do all five days, so Monday through Friday, you did the 20 grams. And then after that, you started to do probably five grams a day for most people. And obviously since creatine pulls water into the cells, it's advisable you take it with a glass of water and stay hydrated throughout the day. Again, we've already done a podcast on water. I don't think that has to be said, but you should be drinking a shit ton of water all the time. And if you're taking creatine, even more so. Because you want, that's the point of it. Because creatine is going to pull the water into the cells to fill them up, to give you more strength, to make them fuller, to make you look like you're just, you know, jacked out of your mind. Uh, you know, honestly, it's for the strength stuff and it's for performance, but... If it can, uh, the more high, again, in your muscle, there's a lot of stuff that goes into there, but a lot of it is fluid anyway. So when you're fully hydrated, you look fuller. When you're completely dehydrated, you look flat as shit. That's, you'll hear those terms in the bodybuilding world, full and flat. And a lot of that has to do with the food you're eating too, but also has to do with the, the water intake that you have going on in your body. So recap, to load creatine, you would take five grams per day probably about four times per day. And, and typically your creatine is going to come with a little scooper. Um, and that's probably going to be a five gram serving. You do that for the first five days. And then from there, you know, I would suggest doing probably five grams per day to maintain your levels. 
every single day. And that's kind of how it works. It's not like you can take it one day, take five days off. It doesn't work that way. It's something you have to consistently take every single day uh, for it to be effective. I think most of you guys obviously always consult with your physician, your doctor, and the people you're you're going to first to make sure you don't have any underlying issues or something that you know would, would cause an issue with you taking a creatine or any supplement for that matter. But uh, I do think for the average person with no underlying conditions and everything is rolling fine and they're healthy, five grams per day is probably the safe bet. So if we're going to talk safety and side effects here super quick, again, like I said, creatine is one of probably the most well-researched supplements available. There's been tons of studies. Um, that really don't show a ton of, of, of negative side effects of taking it. And one of the most comprehensive studies measured 52 blood markers and observed no adverse effects following 21 months of supplementing. So that's a, a it's one of the more detailed studies that are out there. They looked at all 52 blood markers and there was really no adverse side effects after 21 months of just straight slanging creatine into your body. Now, obviously, you know, there's people, friends of mine who will just take it like they'll just dump it in their mouth and then swig a little bit of water. I would take and just mix it in like your favorite drink or just, you know, into you can put in a protein shake if you want to or just mix it with water and slam it. Uh, it you know, it might be a little bit grainy or gritty depending on, you know, which monohydrate you get. But most of the time it just mixes in with the viscosity of, of a Gatorade and it might have a little bit of, of thickness to it, but nothing super crazy. But there is also no evidence that creatine harms the livers and kidneys in healthy people who take normal doses. Now, with that said, there's people who have pre-existing liver and kidney problems who should consult their doctor before supplementing there. Now, again, I'm not a physician, so I would always tell you guys before you do anything, always ask your doctor before you jump into any kind of you know, health fitness program or supplement program or any kind of foods you are eating. So that's always a full disclaimer you should always do. But again, there isn't evidence that shows people are harmed by taking creatine who are healthy in taking normal doses. Now, if you go take 40 grams per day, I don't know what happens there. I would say five grams, like like is suggested, probably on the label is probably the safe place to go. So although people uh, do associate creatine with dehydration and cramps, research really doesn't support uh, that. In fact, the study suggests that it can reduce cramps and dehydration during endurance exercise in high heat. Now the key is always having electrolytes in your body, having a good sodium potassium balance and drinking a shit ton of water all the time. And obviously if you're exerting yourself at a crazy scale, taking like a, you know, Gatorade Zero, Powerade Zero, or if you're a young kid and you really expelled a lot of it, you're probably fine with the real Gatorades and Powerades because your body is losing sugars. And especially if you're a guy on the skinnier side, you're an ectomorph and you're struggling to put on weight, uh, I think you're going to be fine there. So Summary, creatine doesn't exhibit any harmful side effects in healthy people that I've been able to see or find. And it's commonly believed to cause dehydration and cramps, although there is not studies that support that. So again, if you're staying hydrated and you're doing all the other things correctly, you guys are going to be all right. So a takeaway here from all of you guys. Uh, at the end of the day, creatine is probably one of the most cheapest uh, most effective, safest supplements that a healthy person can take who is doing all the other stuff right. Uh, it supports quality of life in older adults. They say some of it can maybe help brain health. And obviously we know it helps exercise performance. Vegetarians, uh, people out there who do not obtain enough creatine in their diet because they don't eat meat, it can help them. And obviously, 
you know, I think a lot of people are going to find it to be a particularly useful supplement. And creatine monohydrate is likely the best and cheapest form. And so I don't see an issue with you guys out there if you want to try it and see, you know, if it helps you performance-wise at all or if it makes you feel or, you know, build some strength or make you look, you know, a little bit fuller or get a little bit more out of your workouts. And so, again, for as cheap as it is and for the minimal amount of side effects or any negative things that could happen to you, I think it's probably one of the safer things you can take. I think, again, a lot of people are eating and drinking a lot of way worse shit uh, than creatine out there. And I remember, like, when I'm early on in the life, I would have maybe friends or family members saying, well, well, I heard creatine wasn't safe for you to take. And I'm like, I'm like, you guys haven't read anything. You you heard? I, I it, Again, I'm, I'll get off this podcast in a minute, but I always am baffled people like, well, I heard this. Or, well, they say this. I'm like, you heard it from where? And who the fuck is they? Like, right? Like, well, I heard this, or they said that, or I read this. I'm like, where did you read it? What are the sources? Have you tried anything? Have you reached out to multiple people and gotten multiple resources and asked multiple humans this? That's kind of the takeaway. Just again, at the end of the day, you're always going to have to do your own research. You're always going to have to seek it for yourself. And some people take creatine and think it's great and they love it and they think it helps a ton. And some people take it and don't really notice a huge difference. And so all of these things have to be done for an extended period of time. They have to be tracked. You have to be auditing your results and how you feel and auditing your performance. And you just have to be consistent with it. And most people aren't consistent with supplements. It's like, that's why I talk about Athletic Greens so much because A, it's the one thing I take every day, but I notice I feel a difference. And it's, I take it consistently. I don't take it for three days and skip four days. I take it every single day. And again, I've taken creatine for a long period of time. I do think it helps. Uh, again, I have some, it's literally behind us here. Then there might be a span where I take it for three months in a row. And then there might be a span where I don't take it for a month. And that's just me. Because again, I don't, my goals are different too. Like, I don't care what I lift anymore. It doesn't matter to me. Um, And again, I don't think creatine makes a huge difference in all the stuff that I'm doing. Um, I have noticed it before, but again, I do things the way that I do them right now. So if I was a, you know, young kid in college, I'm just starting out. Yeah, I would probably throw it in my stuff. Um, Monitoring, and again, making sure you're doing everything else right. If you're eating like shit and you're not staying hydrated, do not add it into your life. Just don't. And again, there's a lot of stuff that we take that, uh, and again, I also do eat a ton of meat as well. So there is that. Like, So my diet is probably drastically different than a lot of people listening here. But uh, if you've never taken it and you're curious, I think you're safe uh, to follow the protocols here, barring you, you contact your physician and you talk to them. And uh, yeah, I do take it probably for most of the year. There might be a span in here where either A, I just, I don't because I take a break from it or I just get, uh, I get lazy with it, honestly. But uh, most of it is because I just do take a standard break. I think from almost everything, you should cycle it on and off. Even like the probiotics I take, I might mix up different probiotics because I'm not going to take just the same one all the time. Like if I'm drinking bone broth, I'm not going to only drink the same brand all the time and mix things up. And I just feel, I don't have science to back this, I feel best that way to cycle off things. The only things I probably don't cycle off of are like water, uh, coffee, and uh, athletic greens, just because those are the three things I probably take the most uh, of and I don't really skip a beat with. So hopefully that helps you guys. Again, if if you're interested in what I would suggest for a creatine protocol, shoot me a message. Obviously, we have a free supplement guide. I'm happy to suggest 
uh, the creatines that I think are probably the best bang for your buck. They're all super cheap, but I do think there is a couple out there that do a little bit better as a brand overall. And uh, just people that we've talked to personally, we've met these people. I, I usually don't suggest brands and things that I don't know them personally or haven't worked with them. Uh, obviously, there's a couple out there, but most of the time we've gotten to meet these people. We've created a relationship with them. We trust that they have your best interest at heart and they're not shortcutting you and they're not you know, filling their products with a bunch of bullshit and selling you one thing when it's really another. So hit me up. I'm happy to share with you guys, but that is my take on you know, creatine 101 and what's probably the, the healthiest way to take it. And so again, I like it. I take it. I don't. I've never had anything negative happen to me by taking it. It's never caused me any issues. And uh, if anything else, I felt a little boost by doing it. And so that's where I am at on creatine. And hopefully you find yourself in the same boat. So anything else you guys need, hit me up. If you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star. Leave a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. And obviously... uh, if you have a friend or family member or somebody curious about creatine, feel free to shoot this to them. They can give it a listen. But uh, it's very, it's a very cheap, very popular supplement. It's been researched a ton. A lot of people dig it. And uh, give it a try. And the only way you know is you can see for yourself. So with that said, a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by our homies over at Athletic Greens. If you guys want 20 free travel packs, hit me up. I'm happy to share them with you. It's the one supplement I take every single day and I never miss. And that way I get all my micronutrients in so my body can run at optimal level so I can look like a young jacked and tan Bruce Willis all the time. So other than that, I'm filming a bunch of content tomorrow for a program that will come out later this year, probably sometime early-ish in 2021, and redoing a bunch of the stuff for a 47-day transformation, which we'll probably be kicking off again in August. So it'll be the same you know, flagship program we've always run, but with additional fitness content. I think we're redoing a kitchen tour and a couple other things on that end as well. So that's what I got going on this week. But uh, hopefully you guys, again, you're staying safe and staying sweaty and making the best of this shit show that is uh, 2020 so far. Hopefully we navigate through it the best way we can just because it just I feel like it's just going on. It's just dragging on, man. Like I'm in this weird ass zombie apocalypse that just keeps dragging on and on and on. So hopefully move through it but i also am going to do a podcast with heather um i'll see if she wants to do it i have one on stress and we're going to call it the stress web all different kinds of stress that we deal with and kind of some of the best ways to navigate it and uh just all the different factors that play into it i think a lot of you are familiar and aware of them but i'm going to kind of break it down in a little bit different format to, to help you guys hopefully navigate it and just know that you know you are not alone in uh, in what's going on right now. And uh, we'll all uh, keep kicking ass through it together. So I appreciate you guys. And uh, again, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you guys do that. We have over 1,300 videos on there. And Monica is loading a ton on there starting this weekend. So you'll be able to see a lot more fitness content and all the podcasts and a lot of the recipes that we've been pumping out too. So that'll be there for you. And we'll, we put them in folders so they're easy to find. So if you want to go mobility, you want to go nutrition, you want to go follow along workouts, you want to go hit workouts or whatever it is. Um, it's kind of a one-stop library shop and it's 100% free when you subscribe. Just a Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube channel for that. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, 
keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.